0: hey everyone welcome to episode 85 of the twim show Mm -hmm. this is your host sajid islam and today i'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of november 29 2021 so today first off we're going to start off with some numbers from shopify on their black friday cyber monday campaigns now before i share that i want to ask you or you might be asking in your head sajid why are you sharing these numbers well there is a kind of a you know there is a lesson in these numbers number one these numbers are going to show you the amount of uh, the volume of transactions that happen. and again Shopify is only one channel but this should as a small business owner uh, or someone who's working in the small business world you'll realize that you know, direct to consumer, you know, from B to C is really picking up and it's growing and it's here to stay and it will give you some ideas on how to best plan uh, your next campaign, whether it's for Christmas, if you still haven't figured out a good campaign strategy, or if it's for the next year, whether it's, um, you know, Valentine's Day or any other holiday season that's going to come in front ahead of us, okay? With that, so here are the numbers. On Friday they did about uh, 2.9 billion dollars and on the combined black friday cyber monday they did 6.3 billion dollars right that's impressive right and with about um, they did uh and well shopify didn't do but purchasers bought from shopify merchants and on friday it w- it went up to 3.1 million dollars per minute that's the amount of transactions that happened. like you know Forty-seven million consumers globally purchased from independent and direct-to-consumer brands powered by Shopify. That's what Shopify wrote, and that's that's powerful, right? Um, And then uh, seventy. This is another great number thing you should know, and this should actually help you set the frame of where things are heading. 71% of Black Friday Cyber Monday sales were made on mobile devices and 29% on desktop. So if you haven't built a mobile first, uh, you know, strategy yet for your website, you are lagging behind. You are losing a lot of the sales, right? That's the other point I wanted to make here. And there is an update later today on Google we will cover that over on that in that section, but for now I just wanna focus on Shopify. And the other thing you need to know is the two other things that you need to know before I move away from this topic are number one, the average card price was about one hundred and one dollars, which is up from last year's Black Friday one which uh ninety dollars roughly so this again shows consumer confidence and you know spending more online and purchasing directly from independent and small b2 c brands lastly uh, what shopify says that you know fifteen percent uh, of the orders are uh, 15% of the orders globally were cross-border, right? And the highest, most popular cross-border, broader, um, cross-border routes being U.S. to Canada, Canada to U.S. and United Kingdom to U.S. So these are some points that you should keep in mind as you plan your marketing campaigns, your business decisions, and hope this helps you. With that, let's move on to the next update for this week. It's LinkedIn. So LinkedIn now has beefed up their creator mode with a new features. Number one, it's now uh, creators can get do live videos. Previously, it was only available to members and pages with 150 followers or more or who met the criteria. So LinkedIn is now giving access to everyone. And they're also giving everyone the creator mode people who have created a mode turned on, they now have access to newsletter, which will also help you to keep in touch with your audience. Now, what LinkedIn is saying is whenever you publish a new article in your newsletter, your subscribers are automatically notified via push in app and email notification so that they stay up to date with your latest content. So where is LinkedIn going with this? Number one, live, we all know. Right, Facebook's there's Facebook Live, there's Instagram Live, and LinkedIn had this kind of, you know, in a better version, lockdown version, now it's open to everyone. So I'm not going to get into that. What I want to talk about is this, um, uh, the newsletter mode, which is great. So for example, right now, if I publish an article on linkedin or even medium or substack i would have to send an email an extra email to people saying hey i have an article not so much with uh, substack but on a blog or medium i have to do that now i can publish it in linkedin and i could just basically linkedin is going to do that work heavy lifting for me i don't have to worry about email composing and things like that and i get to focus on what i do best which is creating my content I like this where LinkedIn is going. Uh, it's actually something good uh, that other platforms would not be able to kind of, uh, you know, copy Even though Facebook could. But I don't think Facebook is too big to do that. Uh, so LinkedIn has found their niche and they're staying on it and helping creators create content. And LinkedIn, people are more thought leaders on LinkedIn. So this is going to be great for LinkedIn. So if you haven't checked it out, make sure you do that. Uh, The other thing LinkedIn is also saying is they're improving discovery for LinkedIn creators with creator mode. Turned on, you'll be eligible to be featured as a suggested creator to follow. That could help you for your on-platform presence and following. With looking with LinkedIn, looking to highlight relevant creators based on topics and activity to interested users. So, for example, if we are always tagging ourselves as Google Ads hashtag Google Ads, maybe we might get featured one day. Who knows? But I will not hold my breath to that uh, breath on that. And let's move on to the next one. <clears throat> the other thing from LinkedIn for this week was LinkedIn has kickstarted the uh, privacy-friendly approaches to data collection and ad targeting, aka in, you know, first-party data cookie tracking, uh, which what happened was, if you remember, if you've been following our show, Apple with iOS 14.6 uh, introduced this Apple uh, ATT, which is basically Apple's privacy feature uh, that prevented uh, platforms to track users while they were in mobile and making, uh, you know, transactions and doing things. So LinkedIn is, uh, you know, basically coming out with a solution and, you know, this saying, you know, we have, we are going to use category-based data. We don't have to worry about third-party cookie data. It's going to be first-party and you're going to be all good, right? That's a high level. That's what LinkedIn is doing. Uh, so for now, what you need to do is you need to enable first-party settings on your LinkedIn Insight tag. That's all you need to know. I don't want to go into the technical details. All you need to know is, you know, whether uh, you understand third-party and first-party data, Apple's ATT and things like that. All you need to do is go into your LinkedIn Insight tag and turn on first-party settings and everything should work for you and it will help you get the data that you need to run your business on. Okay, next, Twitter this week, uh, came out and banned sharing of images and videos of private person without consent. Now it's a double edged sword. It's a good thing uh, that you know people cannot uh, you know share your private photos or if you're sitting and people are posting and you don't like it, you could actually take that out down. Uh, but it's a sl- slippery slope as well. But Twitter, uh, sl- why I say slippery slope is that you know now people are gonna basically bombard t- Twitter with you know takedown requests, things like that, and they're gonna get busy. But I would like to be more on the, you know, safer side. Okay, fine. You know, if I don't want my picture to be somewhere and someone's posting it, I can ask someone to uh, take it down. I can ask Twitter to take it down without feeling helpless. Now, I do want to point out, and Twitter actually went ahead and said that if you are in a public space and with a group of people, then it's not a private photo. Right on the other hand, like you know, for example, and this is ima- I mean, your Facebook also came out this week and talking about you know non-consensual intimate images, uh, NCII, which is basically also known as revenge porn, uh, revenge porn, where you know it's people posting other people's, uh, you know, not so, uh, you know. Intimate, not so. I should reframe it as intimate images uh, online as a revenge. Right? Facebook is also banning that, but I think Twitter is not going. Not saying it as a revenge porn, but Twitter is saying, "Hey, you cannot take someone's photo and that's private and post it online." Now, public figures and celebrities are not. Do not um, do not fall under this policy, and if you violate it, you might get you know. Slap on the wrist, a middle, like a small band to a permanent band, right? With that, let's move on. Oh, before I move on, why did I share it on our, on our show? It's because, you know, you as a small business owner, you need to be very, very careful whose pictures and images you, um, you know, share if you're in a restaurant. Make sure, and if you're taking pictures, make sure of our guest enjoying your food. Make sure you ask them for the permission. That's what's important. Next up. Um, Meta, aka Facebook, loosens restrictions on cryptocurrency ads because Facebook is saying, you know, hey, we realized cryptocurrencies are gaining momentum. Uh, in part of the broader web 3.0 push and again if you're not familiar with web 3.0 currently we are in web 2.0 uh, web 3.0 is basically all decentralized uh, web infrastructure uh, in a future in a future like web 3.0 facebook cannot actually ban you and even if they ban you this just going to be one aspect and you will still be visible in other platforms but that's a discussion or that's topic for another day what I want to talk about is cryptocurrencies are based on uh, Web 3.0, which is dist- decentralized. Uh, no one country, no one individual can lock you out of the system because it's all decentralized. Uh, if someone locks you out of their system, you just do not show up there, but everywhere else. So Facebook, aka Meta, or Meta, aka Facebook, is coming out and says, you know, we know this is going to be the future, so we might as well slowly loosen up. But, you know, you do need to get permissions from your, local regulatory authority before you can actually put those cryptocurrency ads. I will stop right here. Uh, There will be a link uh, on our show notes page. Check it out if you want to read more. But basically right now they have, they accept licenses up to 20, from 27 different agencies. uh, And they have different various countries. I've seen Singapore, I've seen UK, I've seen US, obviously. Other countries that have allowed, um, that are regulating uh, cryptocurrencies they can put ads on on crypto or they can make ads on cryptocurrencies that's all next up on tiktok what we have is tiktok introduces introduces monetization options and tips and video gifts for creators through their creator next programs so again this is something nothing new it's just that uh, TikTok, uh, tiktok Uh, is bringing this expansion to a lot of more videos more reach so initially it was uh, again that's how all these platforms do when they roll out a new feature they kind of give it their you know the most help they roll these features out to their users or creators who are using that platform the most and then slowly roll it out to the other users and creators. Like we saw that with LinkedIn Live, right? First, it was only, you know, in a beta mode where only certain creators got it, the big names, and then slowly everyone else got it. So this is a good thing, uh, what TikTok is doing, allowing uh, everyone or the creator... uh, creators in the creator next program to be able to get and monetize their video and again they have lowered the threshold as well the threshold is now you need to have at least a thousand followers and you should must have generated at least a thousand video views in the previous 30 days i will tell you this is a really uh, low bar a low threshold that twitter uh, tiktok has set i'm not sure why i'm saying Twitter, it should be TikTok. In addition to this, TikTok is also lowering the threshold for use uh, for those who can list the profile in creator marketplace brand collaboration platform, which enables businesses to find TikTok influencers to partner with on in-app campaigns. Up until now, creators have required... um, 100k followers to qualify for these listings, but now TikTok is reducing that number to 10,000 uh, followers, which will further expand available opportunities for both users and brands. This is great. If you ask me, TikTok again is going on and building new things that I think Instagram is going to copy and roll out in the next few weeks. Okay, next up Google mobile first indexing is on hold. Okay we talked about a little bit about mobile first websites uh, when we covered a shopify update but le- now, Google kind of rolled out uh, earlier this year that says, you know, hey, we want to basically... Uh, we, they, actually, last year they announced, hey, we want to basically start indexing uh, mobile-first websites and we're going to penalize you. And then they kind of pushed that date to March 2021 and now they have come out and they basically says, you know what, we're going to put it on hold because we realize there are a lot of websites out there that are not mobile-friendly yet or mobile-first yet and we cannot just start penalizing people. Now... What does that mean? Folks, if you are listening to this podcast, do not be one of those people who do not have a mobile-friendly website. You need to have mobile-friendly. In fact, you should develop a mobile site first and that's how we built our last website. that's how we did our website, uh, built our website last time we revamped it. It's basically we built it in a mobile format first and then we see how does it look on desktop versus doing desktop and then say, does it look good in mobile. Don't do that. This is very important, right? But for now, even though it's on hold from Google's, uh, but go ahead and make sure you make changes uh, to your website as needed because you don't want to miss out from sales last up Google ads have updated or added new four new features into performance planner uh, the new features are the ability to add previously ineligible campaigns by using past performance or adding manual forecast to plan across your entire account. The suggested changes column which display budget and bid recommendations for a specific campaign. The ability to add second metrics to a performance plan which may help advertisers understand impacts on performance and beyond their most important metrics. For example, if you create a plan to maximize conversions, you can also now add a column that show the changes to clicks as well. Fourth, the ability to select a specific time range for historical conversion rate. This enables advertisers to use a historical conversion rate that may be closer to what they're expecting for the plan's uh, date range. Overall, um, these these new features expand performance uh, planners' flexibility, making it more useful for advertisers in more situations. Now advertisers can add campaigns that may have previously been ineligible, enabling them to generate forecasts for those campaigns, Um, Go ahead and check it out. I do plan to make a video showing you a detailed uh, walkthrough of how these features will work out. Work out, it is inappropriate and it's actually quite time consuming for me to explain all these features here. I just wanted you to know, Google has four new good features in Performance Planner. With that folks, that's it for this week in marketing. Now you know everything to be in the know. If you'd like to read more, make sure you visit our show page where you will find the links to the articles. Once again, this is your host Sajid Islam signing off until next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in this week. It was a pleasure to serve you all. Hit the subscribe button so that you remember to sign on next week. Same place, same time for another round of This Week in Marketing.